It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. Tyvis Powell. Jason Lloyd. Plus... You're loving him. Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Oh, the Browns' two-game West Coast road trip starts with an L. Not a good feeling on this Monday, but hey, they're still 7-4. and four, Still in the thick of things in the AFC. The question is, how many healthy bodies are they going to have moving forward from the Denver loss? Wow. I looked at the list of names, guys. It ain't pretty. Yeah. And it probably isn't going to be much better for the Rams game. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Too bad that the Browns couldn't pull out a win in Denver. But, as they say, the show must go on. No matter who's the quarterback. Shotgun reactions from the loss. G. Bush, I'm going to save you for last. You're simmering right now. Really? I'm going to save you for last. I think you're going to go nuts. I am simmering? I, I don't know if I was simmering too much. I don't know. I was I, I was reading some of the uh, uh, texts uh, this morning that you oh, no. sent last night. Oh, I was, hot, uh, I was hot in the moment. I was hot in the moment. But yeah, yeah. Come okay. On, Bull. What do you got? So, obviously, the biggest story of the day, besides the loss, is the injuries. You, you referenced it already. I mean, I think we're all going to be holding our breath to see what's going on. But the reality, in terms of quarterback, is that I thought DTR was actually playing okay until he got hurt. And then when he got hurt, the entire game fell apart from there. And, and, and then every key guy after that just keep, kept getting hurt. And DTR, it's possible he's going to play this week, but... I don't think a single quarterback has cleared. Well, that's not true. Brock Purdy is the only quarterback that has cleared Correct. concussion protocol within the same week of an injury. So we'll hope. If not, it's going to be Joe Flacco, Jason. Oh, dear God in heaven. <laughs> that's I, what it's come to. I can't believe that's where we are, <laughs> yeah. but, but that's where we are. And, you know, I, there's a hundred different ways we could spin this. And, boy, I agree. I, I actually thought DTR's touchdown drive was his coming out party. And I just tweeted, we're going to be talking about that drive for weeks. He was feeling himself. He was gaining confidence. And then he was dead on the field. And it's like, seriously, guys, <laughs> why can't we just have nice things? But I'm actually going to go a different direction. I never thought they were going to win this game. I picked them to lose on Friday's show. So I'm not overly traumatized by it. And I still think everything's right there in front of them. It was always a race to 10. It's still a race to 10. There's still three more wins on this schedule. So I'm not ready to throw everything overboard, hit the, hit the panic button, all that stuff. It's going to be okay. This was always a tough game. This was always a tough uh, place to play, a tough venue. So it's really not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's certainly not time to hit the panic button. However, I know it's a race to 10. Things are getting pretty muddied in the AFC playoff picture. Uh, Denver, we had dirt on them. They've they've turned it around, completely turned it around. That could could turn out to be a pivotal tiebreaker. Because if it comes down to Denver and the Browns, they lose out because of that loss. you beat Indy, so you have the tiebreaker over Indy, and you got a huge win looming with Houston because Jacksonville's probably going to win the division after yesterday. It looks like it. So the Jacksonville, while it's a big one, Houston is even bigger in terms of tiebreakers. Yeah, they've got to win the Houston game. As I look forward on the schedule, that's the one I've got circled. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I Like you, I thought they would lose the, the Broncos game. They're just a hot football team right yeah. now. Denver is playing really good football. It's hard to believe this is the same team that gave up 70. I know. Because you talk about a team grabbing itself by the bootstraps and picking itself up. This team has done that. Hats off to Sean Payton. Don't know how he's done it. He kept that crew together when it looked like they were tearing apart at the seams. And I, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but go back to what Mike talked about with this six-pack of stats on Friday. And he told you this defense since the Miami game yes. is a completely different defense. And he rolled out the numbers, and that's the defense that we saw on Sunday. It wasn't Miami. It was the way that they've played since Miami. Yeah. The last point I'll make before I hand it over to G. Bush, and I think this will probably fit well into Garrett's comments. Um, you got to know your opponent. You got to know what they do well. And you have to know what they don't do well. And what they didn't do well is stop the run. And why they thought they were going to go into Denver with a very green and inexperienced quarterback and throw the ball all over mile high and come back with a victory, I'm perplexed by that. I am absolutely flummoxed as to why the game plan was so aerial. Even in the fourth quarter when it's a 17-12 to game, even at that point when you looked at the numbers, they were way out of balance. Two runs for or two throws for every run. And you're in that game up until that point. Uh, serious questions about the play calling. But, you know, these people that are calling for Stefanski's job, simmer down. They're seven and four. He threw an egg. There's no doubt about it. And I think if, if you gave him truth serum, he would tell you he screwed that one up yesterday. But it's one game. They've got to regroup. They've got to come back against the Rams, which, by the way, it's going to be no easy task now that Williams is healthy and they look like they can run all over everybody right now. Garrett. Yeah, listen, um, you look at the rest of the schedule and there's a funny way that these things play out, right? You, these things play out like this. You know, you look at a situation where you play the schedule game, oh, you should win that game, you should <laughs> win this game, you can win that game. But this is the NFL. And the way the NFL works is injuries are part of everything that you're doing. So now you look at the schedule moving forward. A lot of people said, I, I thought it was going to be a tough game. I picked the Browns to win. Um, but with the way they came out and the game plan they had, I think it put them behind the eight ball. You look at the schedule moving forward. Um, the Texans are a good football team. Texans are good. Jacksonville is a good football team. Um, the Rams now have Kyron Williams back. Um, it looks like they got Matt Stafford back, and they played well yesterday. You know, uh, you watch the Cincinnati Bengals. They're not, they didn't roll over and die for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As you look at all these games, these teams are going to be way tougher opponents because you do not have a quarterback. You don't have the quarterback situation figured out. And which brings me to the thesis. You know, the Cleveland Browns, if sometimes it feels like the Browns feel that if they win an ugly game by running the ball and playing solid defense, that they've earned the right the next game to just throw the ball all over the park. That's not an option. Like right now, you have to look at what you got in your your, your stables. You, you got a guy who's who's carrying the ball, you know, seven point six yards per carry, and he only he only gets the ball, I believe, nine times. Um, if you look at the run to pass a ratio, the Broncos were the home team with the better, health more healthier uh, roster, and they came out with the hotter quarterback and ran the ball more than the Browns did with a rookie quarterback. This is just what you're going to get. There are times Kevin Stefanski can play a dangerous game like he did last week, right? And then you come back this week, and the game plan is just different. So, for me, the Browns have to look at the beer and say, okay, if we have this roster, if we don't run the ball and we don't play a certain style of football, 
we're not going to win these games. It's not as if the Browns are getting healthier, if they're going to get more help, and they're not going to get any more quarterbacks. They have to play a certain type of style to win. That's not optional. I just think they, they, you know, they didn't do that in the beginning of the game, and it, and it cost them. McNuggets, you got to read? Yeah, it was a tough day yesterday, and we're going to get into everything. But first, a word from our guy, friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, brand new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. That could be a basketball bet, a baseball bet, a hockey bet, a football bet, a bowl game bet, anything you bet on. $5 money line bet wins you $150 for new customers. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so simple to use, so easy, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com slash UCSS. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We showcased this winning ticket last week. I messed up the name on it. This one comes from Akron Dre Day. And this was from the Tuesday Cavs 76ers game. I had to give him a little extra love because I messed it up last week. But he turned two $30 parlays into $932. This last one hit a seven-part same-game parlay with Evan Mobley, Tobias Harris, Max Drews, Evan Mobley rebounds, Tyrese Maxey points, Garland points, and Embiid points. All hit the over. That $15 parlay Ended him with $687. He had another $15 parlay that won about $300. So, Akron Dre Day, my bad last week, but congratulations. That is $30 bucks into $930. If you have a FanDuel ticket that wins, make sure you tweet it at us, email it at us, and we will feature it on the show. Just a kid from Akron doing pretty well on the FanDuel app. That's not bad. 30 and a 932. All. all right, we talked about the game plan a little bit. I touched on it. Um, thoughts from you guys. The 42 passes. 16 handoffs, I believe, or at least attempted 16 handoffs. 16 running back runs. 16 yeah, running yeah, back runs. Yeah. Handoffs to the running backs. Right. They had a couple of other mixed in there. Yeah. Um, what do we think about that distribution? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I thought, yeah, they should have run it more. Yeah, clearly. I, I can get behind that. They should have run it more. I also think there was a lot more beyond just handing the ball off that went wrong. <laughs> the tackles are getting exposed, especially on the left side. Jaron Christian had a miserable day. Yeah, that, he, he is who we thought he was. Yes, and with, between the false starts and the holds and giving up the sacks, uh, just a ton of drops again. The drops are just turning into criminal, and you can't have that when, you, when your margin of error is as thin as it is. And that they just got absolutely gashed in the run game. I don't know that we saw that coming. So there was it, it went well beyond just they didn't hand the ball off enough. And yeah, I I would agree with that. I do think they needed to run it more. And we'll get into the play that everyone lost their mind over, the Pierre Strong reverse. Yeah, I was texting with Tyvis this morning because I obviously I didn't go to Denver. I'm here, and so I wasn't in the locker room after the game. And it's too early to text anyone now. Uh, they were, everyone was traveling yesterday, so I haven't talked to anyone around the team, but I texted Tyvis this morning, and really the blocking broke down on that play. 
um, pretty badly, and we can get into it a little bit later. And and that just it had no chance of working. Oh, you want to do it now? We can just do it now. We're you here. Do it might now? as well do it. All right, yeah. let's do it now. So the, the Browns had three on two, and if you if you want to pull this up on your own, you can probably pull it up and, and go a little bit slower on it. But they had three on two on the right side to block them, and DJ Jones just made a great play. And and Tyvis said he thought. They were expecting him to go inside, and he went outside on Wyatt. You'll see it here. He does the swim move outside on Wyatt, and he blows the whole thing up. And I think Pierre fumbled it because he saw he was about to get blown it up. It was a pressure pitch. Yeah, and, and because ultimately you're asking a running back to catch a pitch. That's not that's yeah. not a tall task. Like, you're a running back. Catch a toss. Catch a pitch. But I think he saw DJ Jones had actually blown it up, and Teller let him go, and that's the part I'm confused on because normally if Wyatt misses a block – He's going to turn his head. He's going to turn around and try and chase him, chip him, do something. And Wyatt just seemed to release him and let him go. And Tyvis felt like he just, because of the outside swim move, they if he goes inside, Pierre has enough speed to catch that Doesn't end. Doesn't have the angle then. Yeah. Yes. Then, then Pierre catches the end. They just need uh, PJ to just throw almost like a basketball screen pick on the defensive end, and you should have a big play. DJ Jones, great defensive tackle, made a great play. And that's really what it comes down to. And Tyvis's point was like, Denver should have known something was up right away because they haven't run a play with Elijah Moore in the backfield in seven weeks. So sure. when you see Elijah Moore in the backfield and Pierre's out, out wide, that sends your radar, something's up, where if they reverse those roles, you know, maybe you have a better chance of pulling this off. But as soon as they see Elijah lined up in the backfield and Pierre's flanked out to the wide, Dead giveaway. that's a radar that something is up. So I didn't love the play call either. But really, I think the breakdown was on the blocking and the fact that DJ Jones probably read it right away and the fact he goes outside swim move on, on Wyatt rather than playing it inside, which the Browns are expecting him to play inside, really prevented that from having any chance of working. The Browns had two you know, trick plays or different plays that went wrong. Obviously, the Harrison-Bryant fumble, that's a play they, that's a play they run all the time. But I, I, I'll say this, like every time a trick play goes wrong, for your team, it usually is a disaster. Yes. If you try a reverse, if you try a double reverse, it's a disaster. I, I, I in general, love trick plays and usually don't have a problem with Kevin Stefanski. I've almost never criticized him for trick plays. I hated this one because of, A, what you said, it was obvious that they were doing something. Pierre Strong hadn't even been in the game for the most part, and I didn't like in that situation with a quarterback who just came in and a running back who hasn't played all day, and you've set it up in an obvious way because, as you said, Elijah Moore hasn't been in the backfield at all in the few last few weeks. I didn't like it. Plus, it wasn't blocked well. I thought it was a bad decision. Overall, people losing their minds every time there's a trick play, every time a trick play doesn't work, is ridiculous. Of course, they're sometimes not going to work, and when it doesn't, it looks bad. I think this one specifically is fair criticism. When you make it a whole overarching thing that, oh, these trick plays, they never work. Yeah, they do. You just forget the ones that do work. I sent you a link yesterday. Uh, Shane Steichen in Indy was called a wizard because on fourth and one, they fake the handoff great and play. he throws <laughs> it. It is a great play. It goes for 11, 12 yards. On fourth and one, he's out of shotgun. Gardner's out of yeah. shotgun and throws it. And, and Shane Steichen's a wizard for it, and now he's up for coach of the year, and he's getting, like, this late run, this late push. Whereas if the receiver drops it, 
He's an idiot. He's an idiot. They want his job. And that play was a right. Kevin special. Like, it was absolutely yeah. a Stefanski play on fourth and one, fake the handoff, <laughs> throw it to the wide open guy. He was wide open. Go the, find the, the it. Thing wide with open. The trick plays, and Bull touched on this, they're high risk and they're high reward. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you ask someone to do something that they don't ordinarily do, yes. When you ask a tight end to crawl up under center and take a snap, mm. that's out of his norm. When you ask a running back to catch a pitch and make a pitch on the fly, that's out of their norm. Well, to catch a pitch, you're a running back. You ought to catch a I pitch. I get that, but it's different from it's you're you're taking it from a different yeah. You're not, you're not taking it from a quarterback. And that's so why I elements hated, in there that can blow that play up, and that's what happened. And that's why I hated the Amari reverse throw from was it last year or the Monday night game last, last year? Last year, yeah. yeah. Yes. That I hated that yeah, because right. that's exactly you're asking someone to do something they're not comfortable doing. You don't ask Amari Cooper to throw the ball down the field. That's yeah. why I didn't like that one as much. I'm sure. Oh, I don't see practice. I guarantee you they repped that and repped that and repped sure. that last week, but they didn't have a defensive tackle blow the play up during practice, and that's, that's what sent the whole thing. So I don't have a problem with necessarily <laughs> the pitch to Pierre because I'm sure they repped it, and he's a running back. You ought to be able to catch a toss. Denver made a great play, and I didn't love the play call at the time either for the moment, but I'm sure it was, hey, listen, we got this quarterback in who turns the ball over every time he touches the ball. We got to run the ball. They know we're going to run the ball. Let's try and disguise it a little bit. And it blew up in a I mean, catastrophe. It, it tur- th- th- that was the turning point. The game was the game was a, a, a winnable game up to that it point. It seemed to take all the momentum. That because was it. They, they, it was were, they were starting to roll. Like, they, they were. were really and you're right. I agree with you. The but DTR I think it was drive, I the DTR injury. And that's, yes. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. after, but you felt like at that point it was a five-point game. You thought, okay, yeah. now you go back to what has worked, the run game. Have us eight-minute, 80-yard drive down the field, score a touchdown, take the lead, and now put the onus on the Denver offense. If Dorian doesn't get hurt, do they run that play at that moment? Yeah, Probably I doubt not. It. I doubt Probably it. not. No chance. Yeah. I, I think, think that's so. a yeah. – we got, we got this quarterback in who's a turnover machine. We have to run it. They know we have to run it. Let's at least try and dress it up a little bit. Right. And it blew up. I, I personally think – we've talked a lot, and I agree with you. They should have run the ball more. However, I think it's being blown out of proportion – they were, uh, in, in the drives where they threw on first down, they were way more efficient. Yeah. In their scoring drives, yeah. they threw on first down quite a bit. That's worth pointing out. And I out. thought DTR was throwing the ball. Listen, I mean, he's far from perfect. He made some bad throws. But overall, I saw improvement again. The, the drops, I don't want to hear about him throwing too hard. The drops were on the receivers. you got to hold the freaking ball. Amari Cooper's got to catch that two-point conversion oh, in the end zone. Brutal. That's got to be caught. That's brutal. an easy play. They had drops all over the field. Garrett's Joku, grumbling. I hate more. it. Get it off. Wait, GG, before you go, before you go, because I know we're going to go, I did some research this morning, and I, I found something out that was pretty interesting. So before DTR's injury, I, I don't count the P.J. Walker stuff right? because that the whole game plan changed once DTR sure. went out. But before DTR went out, and I saw this, the Faithful Dog podcast tweeted it out. I went to confirm myself. I went through the play log to, to do my own research to make sure this was accurate. Before DTR got hurt, up until that point, they'd ran 29 pass plays and 16 rush plays. However, six of those pass attempts came in that final two-minute drive of the first half, which are obvious passing situations, and six came on third and longs, third and seven or longer, where you're going to throw the ball. You take out those. In non-obvious pass situations, they were almost dead even. 17 passes, 16 Yeah, runs. but again, you're, you're taking out – that every team has obvious passing situations in every game. Well, yeah, that's why so, I mean, pass. When, whenever you start saying, well, take that out, take this out, take that out. But I'm saying in non-obvious pass situations. I, I know that's what you're saying. It's a damn again, near 50-50 again, split. When you just look at the – now, obviously, once DTR was out of the game – now you're asking a guy who can't throw the football to throw the football all well, over but the you place. Ha- once he gets- and, he, and he has to throw it. 
at that point. Right, but after the turnover, now you're down. Uh, what well, they you're, were down, down twelve. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. At that, that point, point the game's over. Do? The yeah. game was over because you're not going to pass the ball with PJ Walker out of a twelve-point hole. That's just not happening. But this is worth pointing out, and then Garrett, get it off. Bull, you mentioned it. The Browns' success rate Sunday on series that started with a pass, 79%. On series that started with a run, 40%. And a success rate, in this instance, is a drive that then converts into a first down, a new set of downs, or a score, or something like that. So the metrics, and I know people want to roll their eyes at the metrics a lot of times. The metrics say they had more success throwing it on first down than they did on running. I know, but but again, the metrics also say that Jerome Ford was averaging seven yards a carry. And Yes. And and, and so... I, they should have run it more. And it's, they should have run it more. I don't this. disagree. Yeah, no, no one's disagreeing with I, I that. I honestly yeah. felt like I, before the game started, I said, this is a simple game plan. You're going to run the hell out of the ball. That's just what you're going to do because Denver hasn't proven they can stop it. So in the vein of doing what Bill Belichick does before every game, what does the opponent do that you can take advantage of? I just thought it lined up perfectly for the Browns. And the one thing that was interesting too, every most of the games this year, they've had the time of possession. They've run more plays. Obviously, that wasn't the case yesterday. Yeah. When you look at Denver's stats, if, if you would have said these, this, this is what Denver's going to do offensively, going into that game, they both had 135 passing yards, DTR and Russell Wilson. And they didn't, I mean, they ran the ball alarmingly well against this Browns defense. We can get into that later. But they didn't put up this, you know, huge number of uh, offensive yards. This was a winnable game. Yeah if they take care of the ball and do what they but, do best. Jay, part of the reason I think they were able to run the ball so well once they did get to it, because the first two drives, they weren't running the ball well. When they did run, it wasn't... I think they only had two two runs, didn't they? One Or run. the first three drives. Yeah, I mean, they just didn't run it. They came out throwing the ball. Well, but they had like two... I mean, they didn't have a lot of plays, period. No, I know, and, but they and did... And throwing they... the ball may have opened up the running game because the Broncos obviously had eight guys in the box expecting them to run. Yeah, but you can also say that running opens up the pass. I mean, it works both ways. This well, is, no, this is because the they ran better after they threw the ball. So, you know, situation, by the way. It's just, I mean, it, here's it, it, it. It was a valued effort, guys. <coughs> I love the effort. You had, you had your stats ready. You had the phones ready. Valiant effort. Mikey McNuggets had his, if you take this out, this was a beautiful situation. I love the coordinated effort. But this, 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 this whole entire game plan was probably one of the worst game plans I've seen from Kevin Stefanski. And the reason why is because his main issue is this. He outthinks himself. Team has worked with the worst run defense in the game. How's about we just come out and throw it? No, good teams say worst run defense in the league. We're running it till you stop it. And the statistics and the data show that when they ran it, they were getting gaping holes. It wasn't as if they were stout up there. It was like, here, Jerome Ford, six. Here, you go give him the ball, seven. But the, the, the reason this, this is, it hits you different is because the Browns had an opportunity to win this football game. But instead of going to, to what they know they can do, they ran the ball 4,000 times against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Much better defense. Baltimore Ravens, guess what? They ran. They had to establish something. They had to establish something against the San Francisco 49ers. The reality of the situation is they came in and they got tricky. I like some of your trick plays, Kev, but let's just be honest, man. You're going to get eviscerated 
if your if your tight end, your backup tight end drops the snap, it's what's gonna happen. You're gonna take that L every time. Because people are gonna say, dude, who the hell's around the league puts a second team <laughs> tight end in the game? I swear up and down, this man, Harrison Bryant is probably in his family. Did he marry somebody in Stefanski's family? <laughs> is he a brother in law? I need to know. Is he in the will somewhere? <laughs> because this you you you're gonna get killed if you do that. And the reverse. Oh Lord. I understand they ran it in practice, but any sort of defensive lineman, when you are when you see something happening like that, when well, you, even before the snap, before the snap, they're 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 pointing out something tricky. Let me let me tell you what they tell defensive linemen to do. If you are in a position where you see guys moving around and in a trick position, you hit your best move off the line. Don't be involved with no linemen. You ain't got to put hands on nobody. Get your swim move on. Dip, dive, move out of the way. Get in the backfield. And they put they, they put Elijah Moore in the backfield like no one was going to spot that. <laughs> and a backup tailback. My thing is this. Look, that was, that was painfully obvious. And sometimes Kev gets the JV playbook. But at that point, at that time in the game, when you're down 17 or 12, that is malpractice. You cannot run that play there with P.J. Walker, a, a, a third-team running back, and, and Elijah Moore, who has never run a reverse good this year. I, we haven't run a reverse for any positive yards in ever. Why are we continually to go to the reverse like that's money? I think that plays out of the playbook for a while. I, don't, I, I thought it was dead. Either. I thought it was, I thought it was too. I thought we'd seen the last of it a couple weeks ago, but I, I, don't, I can't imagine he's going to go back to that well. No, I hope not. I mean, I'm not actually, I'm not saying fire the guy. I'm not saying put him on a stake or anything. But what I am saying to you is there is a fact of, of the matter that Kevin Stefanski in pivotal times has these things happen. We've all documented them. Like bringing Jacoby Brissett in <laughs> to throw a fade route on fourth and one. Like, well, I don't know. They, <laughs> Browns did good things in pivotal times against the Niners, the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Ravens this year. Game to no. game, Blue. Okay, but you, you had to hold on. You had a good yeah. show. You had a good, good show yesterday. Yeah, you gotta have a good show today too. Well, you but you made it seem like oh, every time in a big spot he blows it. Oh, uh, there's lots of times when he blows it with those. Well, two every plays. coach blows it in a big spot sometimes and gets it right in a big coach in a big spot sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Outside what, of maybe one or two coaches, maybe well, not any. When I, <laughs> when you have that, that that's not a play. And here's a, here's another thing that I think people are missing. We don't have the team. We, we started the season with guys, you, even though it may be a good idea, you can't put your young inexperienced players in those positions and hope that they're going to make those plays. But gee, let me, let me be devil's advocate for one second, because when you look at the injuries that this team has across the board, sometimes it's, it almost had the feel of a team that knows they're going up against a team. They're a 25-point underdog. Conventional isn't going to get it done. That's exactly right. When you're playing. So, it's a valiant effort to try the trick plays. I get it. And every play, by the way, is drawn up to work. Remember? But I think Kevin had come to the agreement, or at least he had come to the conclusion after DTR was out, uh uh-oh, now I got another horse off the field. I got to reach into my bag of tricks. And, and at that point, it's kind of hope and poke. See Remember, what happens. The Browns beat the Patriots a few years ago, and they were awful. They were the <laughs> god-awful typical Browns. And they beat, was the Patriots or Saints or some Super Bowl contender? And it was just trick play. It was trick play after trick play after trick play. Fake punt, statute, like you name it. They just pulled it all out because they knew they didn't have the talent to line up 
man-to-man and run a normal offense. And I think we're getting to that point with the injuries, with where this team is at. I think we are at that point. I mean, my God, if they could go into next week's game without their top, what, five, six players? As it stands right now. And by the way, P.J. Walker got Amari Cooper hurt. That was a horrible throw. He exposed him to an unnecessary hit, exposed his ribs on an eight-yard throw. He threw it eight feet over his head. Like, you cannot have P.J. Walker be the quarterback of this team anymore. How he's still on this roster blows my mind. How they're in this position where you have to rely on this guy for anything. But what do you do? I mean, obviously, it's Joe Flacco. It's got to be Flacco. If DTR can't right. play. What if DTR is healthy? I'd go, I stick with DTR. You stay with him. I'm, like, I'm telling you. He I, looked great that in that touchdown, touchdown drive. That throw he made to Amari on third down, it looked like it was a dead play. And it, that was, oh, you talk about arm strength, that was all arm. It was like... Yeah. Off balance, wrong foot he's throwing off, all arm strength, sideline out to Amari. Right. That was an incredible well, throw. And then in the end zone, he makes a great throw to Njoku, puts it only where he can get it. And he Njoku drops, drops it. it. And then he made a great throw after, you know, a little trickery, by the way, to get Harrison Bryant open in the end zone. And, 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 he, hit Amari, and he hit Amari Cooper right in the hands for the two-point conversion. It could have been a little bit better throw, but Amari needs to catch but that. But come on. He I needs mean, to catch he, that. You're he's Amari like Cooper. Cooper. You I agree. Catch that I agree. He yeah. needs to catch it. He but doesn't that, get a pass. On that that drive, man, I saw this kid grow up, and I yeah. tweeted, like, he just grew up three years in the last 15 minutes. That throw, that sideline out to Amari, I felt like, here he goes. Great like, play. he's got it now. And then he threw one into tight coverage into, I think, Najoku. He threw, it was an incredible throw. It looked like a veteran's throw. And you could just see him feeling himself. You could see the confidence growing. And then he takes the hit, and he's mm. knocked out of the game. I stick, if he can go, I stick with DTR. I said that last week. Yeah, I'm they, rolling with I this agree. kid. I agree. The only way Joe Flacco's on the field is... And by the way, with with the pieces missing up front, you could you could be looking at a double digit sack game if you put Joe Flacco in with oh that God. offensive oh line. Oh my God! Yeah, he is a sitting yeah. duck back there. So I mean, the hope is but DTR, DTR did not get protocol. sacked the whole game. No, because there was four sacks once he was out. He made a game. couple slide moves in the pocket. He's learning it. Exactly yeah. your point. As I'm watching it, I'm thinking the same thing. He is maturing right now. Yeah, on the road in a tough environment. By the way, the Broncos. Took this game to the Browns physically. Yeah, they outphysicaled the Browns, and I know how important is Denzel Ward to this defense, guys. Well, Greg well, Newsom. We'll, we'll get Greg that. We'll Newsom. Get my God, are we, are we get is that next? But, Mike? But one more thing, real quick on <laughs> yeah. DTR. I I thought he would be pressured into turnovers. I think I said on Friday my headline was he's going to throw two picks. Yeah, I thought Denver would win off turnovers, but I thought it'd be DTR turnovers. I thought for what the position he's been put in this year. I was really impressed with the way DTR played. And I agree. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. And now you go into LA. I mean, Miles highly questionable. We're probably not going to get any updates. They're in California now. We're not going to get any updates during the show. No. But Miles is highly questionable. DTR highly questionable. Obviously, Nick's out. Cooper, Amari Cooper highly questionable. Yeah. Denzel. I mean, right there's your top five players. You could be without all five of those yeah, guys. It, so, it felt like the house of cards came down. At some point, man, when, you've when just run out of bodies. pick up his arm. Yeah. Now, I know the guy's superhuman, and we're not going to speculate on what that could be, but I've never heard a player say, I heard a pop, and then it, the MRI comes back clean. Yeah, yeah. That's so, true. I mean, the, all signs are pointing to with a that, serious injury. With that being said, <laughs> what do you think the game plan is next week? <laughs> You're playing the Rams. You're going to have to run the football and be creative with running the football. That's what is going to happen. 
Like, because you don't have a mobile quarterback. Joe Flacco is probably going to play. Now, here's the thing. I'm not as down on Joe Flacco as the rest of the camp. I think Joe Flacco will come in. There's certain things you don't have to tell Joe Flacco. There's certain things he probably won't be confused about. The problem is, can he get the ball there if he knows what's coming? And does he have the mobility to get out of the way of of places? That's just it. My concern is, you're going to have to pass. You can't pan it off every play. Right. And on the downs, when they know he's going to throw, look out. I mean, he was on a golf course 10 days ago. Now he's going up against Aaron Donald. Yeah, this goes the way that we think it's going to go. Mikey, what do you got? FanDuel is offering red-hot deals despite the weather getting colder. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel.com slash UCSS. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Before we move on from DTR, and I know Jason alluded to it, I just want everyone else's thoughts just so we're all on the same page here and we have this on the record. Jason, you said that drive from DTR gave you enough confidence that he made a tangible progression from his first start or his, his second start against Pittsburgh, but his third start in a row second from Pittsburgh to Denver, enough tangible evidence to think he's the guy if healthy. Do the other three guys on the panel, do you guys agree with that? That if DTR is Absolutely. healthy, he gives the Browns the best chance to win right now? Gee, it seems like you're the only one who may think differently. Um, if he's healthy, I'm playing him. But if it's 50-50, I'll, I'll play Flacco. If it's 50-50. Yeah. If he's 50 anything, he got to at least be – well, he's got to clear. If he clears yeah. it, he's playing. If right. he doesn't, yeah. he's not. Yeah. Right, guys, I, I I think, listen, I, I know it's hard to pull many positives out of yesterday's game. It, it is. And there's a few we'll get to later. But if you look at the way DTR, and I know he was put in a tough situation, but if you look at the way he played that first game against Baltimore to way, the way he played against Pittsburgh last week to the way he played against Denver this week, I think he's made tremendous massive progress. Big time. I mean, I'm very impressed. He's he's far from a finished product. Far, far, far. <laughs> but there's some clay here to play with. And the Browns may have found something in this guy at the very least. I think he's going to be a good quality backup in the league at the very least. And I think there's potential for a little more. We'll see. But I'm 100% playing him if he clears concussion protocol. There's no doubt in my mind. The season probably is right now, it's it's pivoting on the health of Miles Garrett, in my view. Yes. If Miles Garrett is out for the season, this defense is going to take a huge step back. Right. They and could still make the point, playoffs, but they'll have no chance They could, anything. but like the whole idea to make the yeah. playoffs is you want to make a run. Right. Um, I I thought 10 would do it. As oh, I look at the standings now, there's so many teams at six. I still think 10 gets them in. 10 gets it, them in, 10, 100%. 10, it might have to be the right 10. It, well, the thing is, it's gonna if it, if it is 10, there could be multiple 10s. There likely will be. And in that situation, you've got to make sure you win the right games. That's yeah, why but, I think Houston is the double circle game for me. Yeah, Houston is going to be in that mix for 10 wins. Who is the seven seed right now? If the season Buffalo. were to end today. Oh, no, 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 they lost. They, they would have been had they won. Who's According the seven to seed ESPN, right? if the season were to end today, Indianapolis would be the seven seed. And they got five wins. Oh, they got no, six. No, they have six. They're yeah. six, six and five. Well, they, that's it. Nobody else has six wins beyond them. Yeah, Houston and Denver and Buffalo all have six wins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the so old, it's, the hell it's, am I talking about? It's jumbled. It's really jumbled. And Denver now would have the tie break over the Browns. The right. Browns have the tie break over the Colts. 
it that Houston game, I'm telling you, that Houston the, game is going to be yeah. massive. But the Buffalo Buffalo's got a really tough schedule. Buffalo, I think, I, I think the loss yesterday to Philly, I think that I texted the, you guys after the yeah. Monday night loss to Denver. I thought they were in a world of poop then because well, of what their schedule. When you look at their ahead. schedule, their schedule is absolutely brutal. Yeah, I think it, they're it's, done. It's it, it's a shame because I'm telling you, I think they played what I think is the best team in the NFL to the wire. And if they don't have a mix-up in overtime on an in-route or an out-route, they win that game yeah. in Philly. And yeah, now we're thinking a completely different well, story about the Buffalo Bills. Their defense still collapsed on that final possession. It but. did, but it never would have... It all. If, if Davis cuts the way Allen thought he was going to cut, that's a touchdown. Yeah, well, he was open, but it, he just cut the wrong way. And you, I don't know who it's on. I'm sure they figured it out post-game. And this is why I love the NFL, because in September, who could have imagined... Cincinnati and Buffalo could both be out. And right. the Chargers. Well, the Char- I'm not surprised. The I know that, but still, how bad they been. But Cincinnati and Buffalo are staples of the playoffs. Yeah, for them to be on the outside. Yeah, that is in. that is why it is imperative. If, I never thought that we do. People say no must wins. Oh no, no, you got you can, you got to win this Rams game. Like you got an opportunity. You just said Joe Burrow's out of it. Joe, Herbert's out of it. Yeah. Josh uh, Allen's out of it. Those three teams were, were people I, had those penciled in. You got to go out there. That's why this game against, the, it, it, against Denver, it's not as if the season is over when you lose that game. And they did a good job of stacking enough wins to be seven and three that if you drop that game, right, the yeah. world isn't over. Yes. I'll give them yeah, a Listen, But still this got, one? They still got the have Bears it. who are terrible. They still got the Jets who are terrible. And they still have the Bengals who are not very good without Burrow, obviously. Right. In week so, 18. In week like, 18. Who, yes. know, you know, who knows what they're going to look like then. And the Bengals' defense looks like crap I right mean, now. I mean, at this point, all of the teams that are on the Browns' schedule are saying, yep. wow. That's wow. what they're saying. They're down they to quarterback number four. Miles Garrett could be iffy the rest of the way. That's yeah. what Denzel thinking. Ward, who knows? All these guys uh, that are sitting there. On the other injured. hand, they may only be down to quarterback four for one week. I mean, I'm not expecting DTR to miss the rest of the season. It, it, the, the biggest deal here is Amari Cooper and certainly Miles Garrett. If Miles Garrett has to miss the rest of the season, that's a disaster. It They'll is. still probably yeah. win three games, I think. But they can't win in the playoffs without Miles Garrett. No. And, and they could crater. The defense could completely crater without him. That's possible. We'll, we'll talk Miles Garrett in we'll one second. Sorry, one more Mike. DTR. No, no, it's yeah. fine. I got one more DTR question, then we yeah. can move on to the injuries. And we got some, some breakdown in what Miles said and how we should interpret that. But with DTR, I got two more things I want to ask about DTR, then we can move on. But through three games, and I'll include Baltimore in this evaluation because we did see him play a full game. What does DTR do best on the football field? I think use his athleticism to get out of trouble. I I, I think he's done that a number of times, and I think every game uh, he's gotten better, and he's got a huge arm. He's got a big-time arm now. He's got to certainly work on the touch. I'm not giving a pass to the drop passes at all. He's got to work on the touch a little bit on certain throws. I'm shocked Brian held on to that one in the end zone because that was I was too. I, I mean, was that too. was a friggin' four-seam fastball. Five yards? Yeah, this guy. and it was a four-seam fastball. <laughs> but again, if we put it in the perspective of he's a I mean, fifth-round pick who's been thrown <laughs> in there, never expected to play, I think he's done. A, I, I think he's shown a ton of promise. Arm strength, athleticism, I agree with you, yeah. and getting the ball out quickly. You mentioned he didn't take a sack. Like he's, I, I don't know if it came out as fast as it did last week. I mean, last week it was like out. Right. Yeah. But he does a nice job of knowing where it's going with it and getting the ball out fast. He had a couple drops yesterday where he, you could see him 
going through his progression. Yeah. And I thought that was, that he, you know, you didn't see a lot of that. In the, right. You didn't see any of that right. in the first game. You saw a little bit more of that in game number two. But yesterday, I thought he was looking through his... So that means the game is slowing down yeah. for him. And you know that, that there's always a learning curve for the quarterback where they'll all tell you it was going so fast yeah. early on. Yeah. And as it slows down and he sees more, I think this guy is very serviceable. But again, you got to get you got to stay healthy everywhere else. But and, and every team gets injuries. I understand that. Not like this. But this is I can't remember a team, a Browns team, yeah. that that twelve games into the eleven games into the season, you it's it's all of the main players. It's yeah. you know it's your quarterback. It's your running back. Now it's you know your 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 best, best defensive corner player and your, your best, best shutdown corner and it's like, your best wide receiver. Yeah. One of your best linemen. Yeah. Like it's just they're everywhere. And, you know, at some point, there is a you throw your hands up in the air mentality, and it feels like they're kind of there right now. Yes. Now, look, some of these injuries might go the right way. DTR could get cleared. Miles could say, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slight tear or it's, you know, it's dislocation. They can knock it back in and he can play. Who knows? But they're going to need him for sure. Yeah. Miles, what do you think of DTR before we get to Miles? G, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, G, DTR. Uh, I think <laughs> athleticism. He's athletic, got his big arm. Um, I, I think he uh, he's resilient. Like some of the some of the times when guys drop the ball, he's like, mm, I I'm, I want to be demonstrative about how well, he upset. was demonstrative a couple times. <laughs> I am about, and I'm yeah, sure he, he heard about it. He could have he could have freaked out a lot of times when they was dropping those balls. But well, the Amari Cooper drop yeah. was a freak out. Yeah, he yeah. one freaked, of the Njoku's that would have kept the drive little, going was a freak out. But the coaches don't like to see that. Players don't like to see that. But it could have went to the sideline. You know what I'm saying? It, you don't want to catch it on the sideline in a moment when you throw it, somebody drop it. Okay, yeah. Throw your hands on your helmet. Okay, let's but get that's back like to a pitcher who yeah. ma- the shortstop yeah. makes an error and the pitcher throws. You know, you just can't do it. I, I will say, I, I think very important for him, I don't know how much he'll be able to do this. I think it's very important for him this offseason to put on some weight and, and bulk up a little bit. Yeah. He's because standing. he's not going to be able to stay healthy. He's too He's too slight. <clears throat> I don't know how easy that will be for him. I, but. I, when you, he's not 17, 18 anymore. You know, we've said the same thing about Tristan McKenzie for years. Like, this is who they are. Yeah. I mean, I Dorian's what, 23? Yeah. Like, you're not going to. years in college. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to suddenly put on 20 pounds of muscle. Well, I think no, he but is he what could he add is. a little to a his little He could no. bulk sure, but add I, some muscle. Yeah. I think people have probably been telling you know, they who probably told him that all that? through UCLA. Lamar Jackson. Now, it was it was in his college career. When, he, when I first saw Lamar and everybody was talking about this recruit from Miami that was going to change the world at Louisville, when I first saw him, because I had read a lot about him, but I hadn't seen him. I'm like, that's the guy? Now, he was much younger. But if you look at how his body has transformed yeah. from his freshman, sophomore year at Louisville to today, he's bulked up quite a bit. I think from 18, 19, 20. That's usually the window. Chance. That's the window. It's harder. But DTR I mean, is 24 years old, by the way. He, he could do a little bit. He, he could, could do a little bit. I don't yeah. know that we're going to have this massive evolution. Right. But there have been guys. Get I mean, a look little at, stronger. Look at Giannis when he first came in the league and look at him now. Yeah. You know, look yeah. at Jim right. Tomey when he came up with the Tomey's Indians a great example. And, yeah. and what he filled out to be. So it can happen. But yeah. I just think, by and large, yeah. he probably is what he is in stature at this yeah. point. Yeah, and that's going to be a problem. because It could be. And with that yeah. slight of a frame, he's going to take hits. He's a running quarterback. It's, it's really tough to have longevity in the NFL when that's yeah. the equation. What's your last DTR question, Mike? Well, you guys touched on it. Can I just give okay. you my one thing I noticed from DTR mm-hmm. that I thought was really impressive? It's not even the patience, but last week we did the stats. He was getting the ball out unbelievably quick. Stefanski designed a one-read system 
for right. the most part. It was plant your foot on a three-step drop, you fire. Stefanski let him go through his progressions this week. And we have seen Stefanski with all the different quarterback change in the last four years. He doesn't always give his quarterbacks that leash. And we saw even last week against Pittsburgh, DTR didn't have that leash. We can say whatever we want to Stefanski. Yesterday was not his best performance. Crucify him, whatever you want to do. The fact that he trusted DTR to understand some of these offensive philosophies and how to actually progress from first read to second read means DTR is picking this stuff up a lot quicker than I think I would have expected for a guy making his first career road start in a tough environment to play against a defense that since the Miami game has been way better. At some point, the training wheels have to come off. And and, and I agree with you. I do think that he gave him a lot more rope yesterday. A lot more. I tweeted this out. I said, I had a theory. My theory was Kevin Stefanski came into the game thinking, you know what? I could run the ball a bit, play it safe. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm using this as an audition. I want to see what DTR got. I want to see whether or not, if I give him a whole playbook, he can read his progressions. If we got into a playoff game, could I call a game that I want to and let the chips fall there where they may to see if he can pick it up? So, in my opinion, when I looked at it and was like, okay, we threw the ball that that many times in the first half, we threw the ball. That was by by design. He wanted to see, can you do this without your training wheels? And at the same time, he thinking to himself, we seven and three. We could probably be seven and four if we take this L. Not saying he did this on purpose and was trying to lose the game, but he's thinking of him in his mind. Do I need to go to back? Do I need to go to Joe Flacco sooner or later? Is it, it is it because at the end of the day, it's a long shot for the Browns to win the Super Bowl. It's a long shot, with, especially given the fact that they have the injuries. But it's even longer now. He wants to figure out which one of these guys can give me the best chance to catch fire, catch lightning, and win a football game. So he gave DTR the playbook and see how he did. He played, And he did a decent job of it. If he would have came out there and stunk and, and looked shell-shocked, I guarantee he would have went to Joe Flacco very quickly. I hear you, and I, I see what you're saying. But I think because it's an AFC opponent, there's so much at stake. Yeah, you got to win the game. They threw the ball that much because they thought it gave them the best chance to win. Now, whether or not you disagree with that, I don't blame you. But I'm telling you, that's why they threw the ball that much. If they're going to do that and sort of like, let's see what we got here so we know what to do, I think you do that next week against an NFC opponent where the loss doesn't hurt as much because this one stings a little bit in the tiebreaker. We've already talked about it. So I th- you, you put out the game plan to win the game because of what matters in the standings. And if you want to try and experiment or, or really sort of unleash to see what you have, you do that against an NFC opponent where it doesn't yeah. sting as much. I agree with you. I, but I do think, to G's point, it is a benefit of that game plan is because if you're going to win in the playoffs, yeah, you're going to need your quarterback to, to be, be able to do you a little be able more. To, yeah. you know, so. and, and he needs to figure out what Mikey McNuggets said best just a second ago. What does DTR do best? What is he good at? Yeah. Are there some throws that he likes that I think, wow, we could really build something around this? There are some positives in his game. There's no doubt about I'm it. I'm telling you, go yeah. back and watch that throw to Amari. I was so impressed. I don't I don't know that every quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL, I know not every starting quarterback in no the doubt. NFL can make that throw. From where he threw that thing, off his back foot, yeah. it's off a fade, balance. It's a fadeaway, too. I mean, how far did that go through the air? Probably watch this 30 thing. yards. It's way outside so the numbers. He throws it from off the his 11 back yard foot. line. To the 33, to it's 22, 22 yards. yards. Plus the angle. You're not, you got to factor in the angle. I mean, that's outside the numbers. All that's a arm strength. Make. That and is by a, the way, credit Amari for running a great yes. route there. That's, that's a, on Pat Sertan, too. That is I know a, it is. That is a big boy. That is a man's throw. I was so impressed with that one throw because I thought the drive was over. He's throwing it incomplete and they're punting. 
And well, that, that throw seemed to just pivot. What him. it said to me, what we already knew, his arms was very, very strong. There's a difference between having a strong arm and being able to make a throw in that spot. Yeah. One of the most impressive things to me about Derek Jeter was how he sort of, you know, if you think about what his logo is, it's that throw. It's the jump throw yep. where you're in the air. It's tough to get something on a ball when you're not planted on the ground. And Jeter made that throw his thing. That throw, you're right about not many quarterbacks can make it. There are way more quarterbacks that can't even think about making that throw than those that can. Yeah. And so it's there. The physical tools are there. You just have to get him in a spot where you're not asking him to do too much. And what did Joe Thomas say on the show? When he does it once, you know it, You know he's capable of doing it. You know that it's in there, so now it's a matter of maximizing that and getting, it, getting to it again and again. Is he always going to complete that throw? No, he's not. But you know it's in his bag. You know that's there when he needs it. All right, Mikey, do the read, and then we're going to move to – we've talked a little bit about injuries, but – We're going to dive into the severity of it. We're going to go in depth it. on him, yeah. We ahead. also have the sound from Miles Garrett, so we could hear him exactly describe Great. what happened. But tomorrow, the barbershop, G. Bush is back. <laughs> if you don't get enough G. Bush on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show from 11 to 1 Monday through Friday, G. Bush. G., you're doing it tomorrow, I hear, this week, according to the schedule. Is that correct? That's news to me. Yeah, tomorrow. Let's do it. Okay. Well, that's what the schedule says, so that's ready, what I'm going ready, off. It may be today. Punch. It may be tomorrow. That's breaking news here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. But G. Bush, at least twice a week, is hopping on the Barbershop. Make sure you guys check him out at the Barbershop on the UCSS YouTube channel. Uh, do you guys want to listen to Miles Garrett first? He said yeah, he felt a pop in his shoulder. Yeah. Anthony, if you could pull up the Miles Garrett sound here. And this is him after the game describing what he heard, what he felt, and how he's feeling in the moment. Anthony, can take Tag Warfall whenever you're ready. <laughs> So it is a shoulder, left shoulder injury? Yeah. Have you had any exams on it yet? No. See you tomorrow. MRI tomorrow at UCLA probably? And where would we decide to do it? Mm. You were, came back in before quarter for a little bit. Where is it just killing you? I'm not going to come out unless it's falling. It's already falling off. I want to win just as much as you know, the rest of these guys want to win. I see the determination in their face every time we go out there, and uh, I'm not here to let them down. I'm giving you know, every ounce of effort I got. I don't care how I'm feeling. Also, the barbershop is today. Steve Becker put it wrong on the schedule. He just texted me, so the barbershop is today. Now back to Miles Garrett, who said he felt a, <laughs> felt a pop in his shoulder. Uh, he said he's not going to come out unless his shoulder's falling off. That is the same shoulder I believe he hurt in the car crash it last is. season. It is yeah. the same one. Which makes... At least an extra little cause of concern. We'll yeah. hear from Kevin Stefanski today at 4 o'clock. Their press conference is usually at 1 o'clock, but because they're in L.A., in our time, it's 4 o'clock. What Would sucks, you- Mike, is that it's, he seems to have an injury every year That's that kind of – it doesn't – like he's not out for the year, but he, every year he gets unlucky and has a weird injury and then ends up being not as effective after that. I'm, I'm so worried. He's been so great this year. By the way, kudos to Garrett Bowles, who I wanted the Browns to trade for. The Broncos' left tackle, who I thought played Miles Garrett until his injury, better than any left tackle had played against him all season. Uh, but the Browns need for the Browns' defense to maintain its greatness, which it has played at for the most part this season. They have to have not only Miles Garrett; they have to have a healthy Miles Garrett, because if he's at fifty percent and playing like just the regular Joe. Their defense is still good, but it's not going to be special anymore. And the Browns can't win anything that matters 
without their defense being special. So this, with all the injuries, DTR and Amari Cooper, this is the injury that is the most meaningful right now. Dude is a warrior. Like last year. Unbelievable. I, I can't tell you, like there was some tweets coming out of Lockman yesterday that he needed help putting his shirt on over his shoulder. I saw that multiple times last year after the car accident where he couldn't put his shirt on after the game and he needed help, and yet he's still out there on the field. And last year, you know, I know there was a sense of, responsibility and he knew he let the team down with the car accident and the way that he was hurt in the first place so he was determined to fight through it he missed one game I think with it and then came right back so if there's any chance at all heat for him to be on the field he's gonna be on the field like this guy's toughness is off the charts but you just wonder how effective can he be yeah, that's the key yeah because he only missed one game last year but, but he, he wasn't was the same not guy. himself he wasn't no. the same and, guy. and you also obviously the, the medical staff will answer this question but you also have to ask yourself, what is the risk of further injury if he goes out there and plays? Look, Miles Garrett is one of the best defensive players in the NFL right now. That's very clear. Is he better than most with an injured wing? Probably. But is he going to be effective enough to carry the team to where they want to go if he's not 100%, particularly if you're risking injury? They've got some really difficult questions to answer in the in the coming days. I mean, Garrett, you know, how, how effective is his swim move or a spin move if he can't move his arm, if he can't lift his shoulder? I, you know, it's, it's, it's rough because what, what he's doing is everything about defensive end is, is your punch. Everything is about your get-off. Everything is about your handwork, your push-pull. Uh, uh, just being able to dip and rip and get around the, and run the hoops. You know, look, that position right there, look at that. Like, that position right there, Miles Garrett is in that position 40 plays a game. Yeah. Right? So, that, you know, you're asking a man to not only hold his 275 pounds up, upward himself, you're asking him to, to leverage the force of another 300-plus pound man that's on his, on his shoulder as well. Plus, you got to think about it like this. You got to watch the crackback blocks coming down the line of scrimmage. You got to watch for tight ends double teaming the, run, the uh, running backs to get a chip. So he's going to be getting that shoulder touched or hit pretty much every single play. That's the unfortunate part about playing in, in the trenches. There's no days off in the trenches. Even if it's a run or a pass, you got to touch another grown man. It's warfare. It, it's, it is what it is. So, you know, it, this is a, one of the biggest blows for the Browns. And you'll start to see it now. Like a lot of people that give Miles Garrett this unfair criticism, well, he should be doing more. Well, you're going to see now. Oh, you're going to see if Miles Garrett is not out there, the difference between what your defense looks like here and there. It's just like, you know, if you got a routine and you're taking supplements, you know, let you stop taking them supplements for about a week. See how strong you are. See how strong you is. You get back in that gym, you're like, dang. Kaisa, Kaisa, potentially a dumb question. So Miles Garrett hurt his left shoulder, right? And he usually lines up over the left tackle. So when he swims, the injured shoulder is the inside shoulder. If he was to play more over the right tackle, his dip shoulder would be his right shoulder. Does that make any difference, or is it is still a risk for injury? Oh no, he's still getting punched, and you still need both arms. Yeah. Well, I, I was just I mean, asking. If I mean, mean, it might make a, I, a I percentage difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's still they, when they punch, yeah. they punching you with two hands, yep. one here and one here. And the <laughs> often the, the offensive linemen are yeah. going to know exactly where you're injured. Yeah, half yeah. the fight is it, already won. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I just, mean, they, they're going to know how to handle them. Yeah, I was just asking. I, I didn't know. No, the no, no, no. It's a fair question, but we've already talked about the DTR injury, so no point on that now. The Denzel Ward injury, which happened obviously the game before. I mean, that was a huge deal. Greg Newsom just got cooked. Exposed. I mean, 
Denzel Ward, you know, you talked about it, G. Well, we'll see what this defense looks like. You're going to learn without Miles Garrett. We already learned without Denzel Ward how important he is. Levels. Uh, the Denzel Ward, man, uh, Greg Greg Newsom, might, he might be, you know, I know he want that big deal for the outside. Mm-mm, it no. looks like that. You, that that's, you look like a slot corner right now, dog. He's fine as a piece. He's yeah, not the piece. I mean, when Cortland, I, I thought they was going to put Emerson on him. You see what Emerson did to Judy. I mean, he basically got him out the game. What do you have, a handful of catches? He one catch that comes to one mind. Catch. Yeah, and that's, you know, we've seen with Jim's defense, with Jim Schwartz's defense, the right corner gets this side of the field, the left corner yep. gets this side of the field, and they don't match they don't, up and they don't no. change. And in this instance, I think I'd like to see Emerson yeah. shadow Cortland Sutton a little bit more. I agree. Yeah. That was, was a bad job by him. Schwartz. He deserves criticism. And, and, and then let Newsom carry Judy. Yeah. Because it just felt like, man, it right from the jump, <laughs> from the they, they were looking for zero, and they were going right at his ass the whole game. Yep. And, and, and he did not pass the test. And yeah. when you talk about the running, not only that in the, in the, in the pass game, but in the run game, there's been two or three times oh these last few weeks where Greg Newsom is whiffed on the Warren play. He whiffed in the hole. On, on, this play was a, a, a sideline catch, something made the ball, caught the rock. And he just whiffed. He just let him get for 10 yards. He does not give great He's, effort on those on tackling. Tackling is huge in yeah. this defense, especially for your corners if you got a lot of guys in press man coverage. By the way, on that early, that first drive by the Broncos, and I, I don't usually complain about refs, and I thought the Browns got some beneficial calls later, and the Browns have gotten a ton of calls in their favor the last month, but I thought that was a terrible P.I. call on Newsom. On that yeah. first possession. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I, I thought he barely touched him. Yeah, and that yeah. was a huge play because that was third and ten. And they ended up scoring a touchdown yeah, after that. The announce team didn't like it either, if I if I no, remember they did that not. correctly. If I Mark never Sanchez have to listen to Mark Sanchez oh, again. Oh, my God. God. He was terrible. He's, He's awful. awful. Did, you, did you see his hair? <laughs> yeah. The big bush in the back. The play-by-play guy was fine. He was fine. Yeah, but was, yeah. Uh, I was calling for a jet sweep by Amari Cooper at one oh, point. God, yeah. I don't know if you caught that, but I'm like, Speaking of Amari Cooper, and Jason, I know you touched on the, the bad pass that got him lit up, but if he's not a part of this offense, DTR, Joe Flacco, whoever, hmm. you're just running out of valuable options. And thank goodness Cedric Tillman showed a sign of life, and he played his best game. Great but game. You Great could game. Be, and we talk about Tillman in a sec, but yeah. if Amari isn't good, and Steve, you could take tag board here, we could play it. He got lit up, and, and there's no word that we'll hopefully hear what his this, status There is, is no excuse for this pass. I mean, look at that. He exposed him to an unnecessary hit right in the ribs. And by the way, that was not – people were complaining that was a cheap shot. He pushed nope. him. No. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. He, and there was no helmet involved. It was, no. He, he didn't even hit him. He good just pushed football him with play, But I, I'm with you. It's a hospital ball. You can't you ask can't, the wide receiver. You can't terrible. put that Put his there. arms over his head, over the middle. You can't yeah. put – and he did that to Njoku, too. He yeah. had one in Njoku that he could have got him And it's not like it was a deep pass. No, it's I mean, 10 <laughs> yards. Yeah, like, that's just awful. Philip Walker needs to be back in the XFL or Arena League or wherever it is those quarterbacks combining. The XFL and the – well, that's uh, a good spot. They, they for are them. combining. They, yes. they, they may need. Listen, I'm gonna be honest. They may need two quarterbacks. They may if, if DTR can't go and he in protocol. I can't put BJ Wall. I can't have him be my backup. I'm sorry. I just can't. He's a like the 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 fact that when he gets in the game and he's a veteran and he has the ball security of a two year old. Like he's just ball, a, every time he hit him, every, balls every, out. every balls single out. time yeah. he's touched, it's like a two-year-old with a sippy cup. You drop your sippy cup, <laughs> pick up your Cheerios. Why are you leaving I, your socks around? He's leaving a mess <laughs> everywhere. I, I, I have spill. no idea why he's in an NFL roster. And again, we'll go back to. I'm not going to go back to Josh Dobbs <laughs> at this point. It's stupid. But at the trade deadline, why yeah. at the very least around uh, then you didn't? Because if you would sign Flacco two weeks earlier. 
Cuban he would have been the backup by this week. Now, again, you still may have lost the game. Who knows? Uh, what's funny is that, you know, there was a lot of complaint about not running enough, right? They had all these injuries, although a lot of them did come late. And yet, if DTR didn't get hurt, I still think they had a good chance to I win agree. the game. I think I they agree. were on their way to winning. Yes. I totally agree. I think they were yeah. on their way to winning the yep. game. Yeah. yeah. And as it was, I mean, the game was over the last two minutes, right? Last two, three, yeah. the game was over. Four minutes was over. But in 11 games, yeah. two, we're they, out were, of control. they were not in it in the right. last two. Like, they, were, they had a yeah. chance to be in it and win. Every game. Their other two losses, the they yeah. easily could have won yes. those games. Yeah, yeah. So out of now, they did win games. a couple that they could have lost. Sure, absolutely. But that's, but that's yeah. the NFL. Yeah. But in 11 games, two, they were out of it in the last two, three, four minutes, whatever number yeah. you want to put on it. With the injuries that they've had, that it's is remarkable. incredible. Remarkable. What, was, what was really disappointing amongst, you know, kind of get lost, I think, a little bit, was after they scored that touchdown, they missed the two-point conversion. Of course, that was right. disappointing. It's 14-12. I didn't like that he went for it there. I didn't like that. Oh, really? No. I loved it. Don't chase points that early. Just, kick, just take the I don't think point. it's about changing point, uh, chasing points. But, I, but anyway, this finish This is an point. argument to be made. I, I didn't like but that. But the defense on that next drive just got run through. I know. I mean, yeah. now they you stopped them they on the goal line. they would be motivated after that score. Right, to give up those points. Like, we're used to, okay, here comes the comeback. The defense shuts it down. Yeah. And now they did ultimately stop them inside the five and held them to a field goal. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to see the offense get the ball right back I after that too. touchdown. Because they and had momentum. Right. And the defense is weird. When you look at the total numbers, they, they again, held no. their opponent under 300 yards. They did, for the most part, they did their job. But the safety, the short field touchdown – after the yep. debacle on the reverse, yep. like they played much better than the final score. They, they they allowed 29 points. I think 20 of those were legit. But it's still it wasn't a great performance by the no, defense by, at all. By, by no. no means was it no. a great performance. But when you look at the yards allowed, yeah, I know. like my God, that's a game that you think you're going to win. Yeah, you yeah. were right there. I, I think I think there's two things that uh, that as I I have to go back and watch all 22. <laughs> to really be definitive in what I'm going to say. So I'll just preface it with, I think this will happen. Anthony Walker was sorely missed inside. Um, you look at the way that they were running the ball and they were running these trap plays. They noticed something with our defensive tackles being in two eyes, which is, you know, inside shoulder to the guard. That's a large gap to be covered by Taki Taki. And I just thought they did a good job of running trap plays, really quick plays in the middle. And our defensive linemen didn't do a good enough job of shortening the gap, which is basically saying, don't get washed down to create a hole. Yeah. Um, you know, when somebody's pushing you, you got to hold your gap right there so that, that, that the ball carrier has to declare either I'm going to go outside or inside. But if you get caved in, that means there's a whole side a that lane. can go. A lane yeah. right in the middle. And there were lanes too often. A, a lot I, by the way, first, first if you quarter. just looked at the stats, which none of us did because we all watched the game, you would say Russell Wilson. I thought Russell Wilson played a hell of a game. He made plays and in he, spots every time when he needed to. Yeah, and he the was big di- one. He was diagnosing something, as you said, about yeah. the defense. That was him. Pizza, yeah. pizza, that, pizza, that, pizza. That 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 play. They took a play out of the Indianapolis Colts playbook. Gardner Minshew was killing us on the read option. They did it one better. They said, "Listen, we're going to identify who it is." And then we're going to put our running back leading out to block. Mark Sanchez gets excited because he's like, oh, that's a touchdown. Because he realized that the running back was not even in there to get the ball. That was a designed run off a read option look. And Miles Garrett crashed down, which is his responsibility to take away the run. 
However, they had a lead blocker in front of him. He goes for 13 or 14 yards, and then they flipped the play and ran it back the next time. So I, I thought that uh, Russell Wilson did a good job of just slowing the pass rush down by doing little things like that to, to make them aware that, hey, I could pull this thing down and run. We were wondering if Sean Payton was going to make it through the season. Yeah. I mean, and, and rightfully so. After the, how poorly they looked, and really the team clearly gave up in Miami. But what they've done after that loss is really nothing short of miraculous. Six and two and five in a row. Five so, in a row you know, now and yeah. very much in the, in the playoff mix. Yep. JOK, let's talk about him for a second. Game of his career, I think. Best he was game. everywhere. Best defense Made some play. huge plays. 11 tackles, two for a loss, a sack. I, I thought he that, Did he have a strip punch fumble out? too? He had the punch, punch out. out. Yep. He had the punch out. JOK played awesome. He was, he was phenomenal. Everywhere. Best defensive player in the field. Best defensive player in the field. Talk about great turnarounds. Looked unblockable. He, 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 look, he was just running around underneath blocks over top blocks. Even when you blocked him, he still had a great job of tackling the guy in the backfield. Even when a guard was on him, I thought he played yeah. with speed. I thought J-O-K, he played great. Cedric Tillman and Jerome Ford; those are the MVPs of the game. Yeah, and yeah. And, and when those are your MVPs, you probably have an out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to score. I, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I was. I was. They had one rush. Denver had one rushing touchdown all year, and then on two of their early drives, they had rushing touchdowns against the Browns defense that yeah. you wouldn't think would give up a lot of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, well, Javante Williams is finally getting healthy, and he looked better. Samaji so P. Ryan ran very well. P. Ryan ran great. Yeah. Alex Wright seemed to get a lot of reps, even before Miles yeah, on his shoulder. Alex was, and he hit two offsides. Lord. I know. Which isn't great. How do you yeah. line up in the neutral? I mean, yeah. that's, there's no excuse for that. That is just a, yeah. that's and, a mental lack. And they haven't had a lot of the, like, I think Kevin said it was, they were just sloppy, and, and they were. And they, he, he said they didn't play a clean game. And they had a lot of mistakes that really they haven't had this year with pre-snap penalties or unforced errors, some of the false starts, the lining up in the neutral zone, just some of the, the nonsense stuff that just, like some of the holding calls, okay, you're going you're gonna to get those. But, man, it's <coughs> some of these other unforced penalties that, that just killed them. That's the mental there, – there's a thing to be said about it. And I've played where – and I, I, this isn't as bad as this, but I played where we, we ran a triple option. And so if you, you talk about compromised quarterback play, there's no more compromised position than being down 10 points and guys are running fullback dive in the triple option. And there's a level of, I don't know, it's, it's a level of, of, of mental fatigue that you get that you have to answer the bell every time. They know it. Like, yeah. hey, when, like you said, when they went down, and they scored. You wanted the offense to get the ball right back. Right. There's a thing for a defender like, man, there's, it's just fatigue because you're like, I, we can't give up this. We can't give up that. The normal stuff we can't. Just being able to have to carry the load for pretty much the whole team, it, it, it gets to you after a while. Yeah. And comp- compound that with, with injuries, you're going to have some issues. But, you know, when, when a team's got a great quarterback, and, and maybe it's an unfair comparison because it's one player versus an entire defense, but when a team has a great quarterback, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you expect him to play great all the time. Sure. He doesn't always play great, but you expect it all the time. Well, the Browns have a great defense, so I expect them to play great all the time. But they're going to lay eggs. Yeah. And they have a couple this year. Doesn't mean they're not an, a, a great defense. I think they still are. By most metrics, they're the best defense in, right. in, in the NFL But without Miles Garrett, they won't be. Not of great. Of course not. They'll still no. be good. Well, you take but, any unit's best player yeah. off of it, 
and there's going to be two a, best. There's no. going to be a big regression. That's that, true. Yeah, two I mean, best. if Ward, if Ward Ward. misses more time, yeah. Watch it, ask Tyvis. They played more zone coverage than I've seen. And well, they had to, right? Yeah, they got to because they. I seen them. I seen Sutton break off a, a traditional regular regular <laughs> in route, and Newsom was out yards behind him. He was he was out with at the Rockies ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Dang, Newsom, where are you? He's in a parking lot." And, and then he got beat so bad he just had to get the trot behind. I'm like. Is that a deep over route? Did he break him off like? And it was just a dig. And I knew from that point, I said, oh, we in for one. They're going to have to play some zone back here because uh, this is not a man that you could put man to man. You could put somebody on well, like it's that. It's the same thing like Garrett. When you lose your best pass rusher, your entire pass rush is going to suffer. And when you lose your best cover guy, yep. your entire back end mm-hmm. is going to be in, in somewhat of disarray. And there were times yesterday where it looked like it yeah. was. Watch that back end there, Mike. Yeah, I will watch please. that back end. Gee, what is the, what's the tilting point for a defense when you know your offense may be unable to score as many points as necessary and you have to bring your A game? Is just being in playoff contention enough to keep the defense motivated to essentially try and bring an A-plus game every week knowing the offense may not be able to score 14 Oh, no. That's, <laughs> see, his, human nature is a, is, a, is, is a monster, right? The same way we be at home, right? And they got that little uh, that, that after the fumble reverse. Yeah, oh, that was a wrap. I could tell you that was done. Yeah, it was like because they, they, they felt the same emotions. They we felt did. the same thing because they're like, we in it, we in it. Uh, we just need a couple things to fall our way. But when that sudden change and they practice sudden change, right? You know, they do it in camp and they do it during the season and we practice, you know, being able to come off the sideline and come in and stop them, hold them to a field goal. But there's a certain thing that that they ain't going to help for. One of them is, yeah, you had sudden change and Miles Garrett looked like he hurt. Yeah, that's a wrap. And you know you're down a corner. It, it, it's and your up. quarterback had just gone out. And you got P.J. Walker in. So they like, I am not about to go out here and get injured. I still got to come back next week against the Rams. Fold it, fold it up. It looked like one of them games where it's a back-to-back NBA. <laughs> it's a back-to-back night NBA. After if it's that first night and you getting beat by 15 and, it, and, and it's 10 minutes in the fourth, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap them cords up. We got to go across the street to the Staples Center. Get your starters out of here. That's exactly what it was that day. Bye. Yeah, it felt it, – I mean – He's right on the human nature thing. Whether you're a player or a fan, when there is a momentum shift like that, it's palpable. And the crowd—I thought their crowd is still one of the best in football. Yeah. I mean, they were—they—they they were loud yesterday. And Russell wasn't giving you. Russ didn't give you nothing. No, like, Bull said that. I mean, he wasn't great. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But no, he I mean, he wasn't killing you. What no. I mean, what I mean, he didn't give you anything. Is he didn't give you anything to eat off of? He didn't. He wasn't. Russ came in there with the with the business suit. Russ, right, right. he ain't getting no turnovers. Oh Russ. yeah, yeah, right. We're yeah. not about to throw hail marys and get creative out here. Yeah, we're gonna turn around and be very efficient and get y'all out of here. Like, and, and you know what? That's an ugly game plan, but it works. It, yes, it the does. The Browns have done that a number of times for yeah. victories this year. That's why I thought coming into this, don't overcomplicate it. Do what you do, and it just happens to match up with what they can't stop. Okay. So just feed it. Go with it. Put the onus on them to be good at something they haven't been good at. Well, hopefully this is a. Re- it'll serve as a reminder. It Will just, it? Well, you you. Well, listen. He played a dangerous game last week. He's gonna have to play some more dangerous games. Like especially if it's Joe Flacco. He like you can't line up and run read option with him. 
So you're going to have to have a very special game plan ready to go. Yeah. You know, one thing, I, I know we've moved off quarterback, but I just thought of this. I got to mention this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is going to be such a difficult week, I think, for them, practice-wise. You're out of your element, first of all. You're at UCLA, so you're not at home. Right. That was by design. Yep. That's fine. But who are you giving the practice reps to if DTR hasn't cleared protocol? If he, Let's say he clears Thursday or Friday. I think you got to give him the flat. But, but, but you know what I mean? Like DTR needs these reps, too. He's young. Yeah. He needs these practice reps. But Joe's been golfing and sitting in the bar sure I mean, joe needs him so i don't right this, but dtr can't practice no but i'm saying cleared, if he, right? It, right but i'm saying if he clears if, if, protocol thursday, thursday or friday just, just for instance you play him what i would I'll oh absolutely if joe if he's take, cleared he practices and gets all the reps. i'm just saying it's just it's hard for me because you need to get joe you're back to needing to get two guys ready almost and maybe they rule him out early in the week I, I don't know how severe the concussion is i don't know but i'm just saying if it's like a thursday friday clear and he doesn't really get many practice reps. What do you do? It's, I just think they're in a really tough spot it this week. It is tough. Or if he gives them the reps, or, or you, don't, you give him the reps, he comes back, he gets jarred again or gets you know, roughed up a little bit. Now what do you do? You got P.J. Walker and Joe Flacco with no reps. And Harrison Bryant, don't forget him in the quarterback. <laughs> Brother-in-law. It's just, I'm it's going a, for, I we, swear we to goodness. I, I don't I'm think they're going to out here. As far as the Rams, Kyron Williams is a good player, and he's done a nice job. I don't think we want to overstate how good they are. They played the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the worst defense in the league. I'm not even worried about them so much. I just mean practice reps are so important. I think we dismiss it. I think we dismiss that. Just get them ready for Sunday. Just get them ready for Sunday. And with the position the Browns are in. We found out how important they were earlier this year. And especially with the position the Browns are in with a guy off the street and this fifth-round rookie who still is raw. He's so raw. He's had a couple of weeks as the – as the as the expected starter, so he's gotten a couple of those Wednesday, Thursday, Friday reps. The practice reps Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are so important. Yeah, I don't and we just seem to dismiss it sometimes. Is just get him ready for Sunday. No, you're right. We've seen it with Watson not getting and, enough and, practice. Well, wow, with DTR's first start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, we saw what that this, looked like. This is the way I think about teams from now on. I, I said it is going to be a tough game against Denver. There are no bad teams in November. What are the Rams? Five and six. They're five, five and six, six. correct. I, yeah. I believe there are no bad teams winning November and December hit. They're not, I'm not saying the Rams are bad. I'm just no, we don't no, want to overrate saying. them also because of a win over the Cardinals. I, I think I think they can. The Browns. This is it's the NFL. I think Browns can beat anybody on that t- that list. They can also get beat by everybody on Any, that list. Anybody have any concerns about the normal distractions that aren't there when you're practicing at home all week? They're in LA. There's a lot of stuff to see and do in L.A. Um, you, there's other things to steal your football focus away. Any concern yeah. of that? I'm not. No, I, don't, I don't think they're built like that. No. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think the Browns are built like that. I think they got a. Uh, that's one thing I give Stefanski credit for. They don't have a bunch of Manzels or Josh Gordons, and they usually total line. You don't have disciplinary stuff like that. And the guys, you know, they, they got a good leader leadership pool of guys in there. I don't think you have to worry about these that. These are still. Young, rich, single guys in their early 20s in L.A. for a week. So, yes, I think there is absolutely, especially early in the week, 
you know, if you follow a normal week, they're off on Tuesdays. What happens Tuesday? What happens tonight? Monday night, going into an off day. What happens on Tuesday stays on. <laughs> so, but I, I would be <laughs> more concerned. Vegas. I would, I would, I like to think that because you're in season, there's less risk than if it was July. Like if this was when they were in West Virginia, there's probably more concern of guys getting into trouble. But again, they're young single millionaires in their 20s in LA for a week. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of concern, but hopefully, like obviously, they took that into account when they chose to do it this way. And I think that the the reward of it's almost having that West Virginia Greenbrier effect again of we're here, we're yeah. together, we're going to spend the week together. It's almost a carryover. Of, it's of absolutely what the right call and not to having do to do the travel. You just can't yes. do that travel back and forth. Yeah. You can't do it. The Patriots have done this before, and I've talked to people with the Patriots who don't like doing this, who feel like. Stick with the routine. Stick with the regiment. Yeah, it's a long flight, but stick with what we know. Don't get us out of our normalcy. But the Patriots are famous for doing this, going and staying out west and spending the week there. They've had a lot of west teams come east and stay out here sure. when you do back-to-back games. And, you know, they schedule them this way. They, they ask the league, if you're going to do this to us, please put them back-to-back so that we can stay there. And I think that's what happens. There's a case. reason that teams from the east, when they go west, lose games. You know, I mean, it's well, been well documented. Versa. It's been and vice versa. But the 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 clock, the body clock, and adjusting to that, it's it's never easy. Now, when a West Coast team does it, and they don't come more than a day ahead of the game, their clocks are really screwed up for a one o'clock kick. Yeah, sure. Because to them, it's ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. If if you if if you worry about extracurriculars, or they got anybody on this team that's worried about going out clubbing, doing different things, then. I'm overestimating what the culture is in the locker room. Right. I'm over. I'm I, that. That's that's so. That's the old Browns. I, I'm expecting y'all to be locked in. You got a great opportunity. You seven and four. Everything you want to do is in front of you, and you guys is out moving around like that. Like that's just not. That's something terrible teams do. You can be on a one and ten team and do that, but I expect the guys to to have some sort of restraint and, and and to like lock in. It's a great opportunity. Hey, I'm thinking about hey, let me I'm in LA, let me get two picks in LA. Let me let me get some sacks in LA, especially for these young guys, because there's some opportunities for these young guys to play. Y'all should be in your playbook. Be ready to go. Cause Miles look like he might. Uh, you know what it is? Hey, l- listen, hey, uh, uh, old boy, what's his name? I can't I don't know. Lost his forget out his dog's award. No, nah, the receiver. Cedric Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper. Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman. Oh, have a day. You out west, have a day, son. You, you, we've been asking about you all year. David Bell, where are you at? You, you good? Business trip. Business. Was that the best game by a Browns third-round wide receiver in three years? <laughs> well, that's not saying much, but it was. <laughs> yeah. so. David Bell never had 60. I know Schwar- Schwartz never had Schwartz 60. had one long run on a reverse, right, or on a pitch. He, he had one long run. That doesn't count as a good game. (laughs) That's what we missing on them reverses. Yeah. Swartz. Bring Bring him back. back. (laughs) (laughs) He's available. He's available. He knows. But I watched Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. I couldn't find DTR with uh, Uh, DPJ. Or DPJ. I couldn't find him. I know. Out of sight, out of mind. I forgot his name. I don't think Anthony Schwartz is even on a practice squad. No. I don't think he is. No, he did. He got signed to Miami's practice squad. Oh, that's right. He talked a few weeks ago. You sure about that? I thought he tried. Out, but he didn't. They didn't sign. Him. I thought he ended up signing. I'll double check after I, I do the FanDuel. Cold. As the weather gets colder, the NFL deals stay hot at FanDuel, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. 
if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is simple to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.